how are children in Africa affected by malnutrition and how do they compare with the rest of the world? Well, the effects are exactly as you say. I mean, there are at least the impacts. The impacts, unfortunately, do have a lifelong, a lifelong effect on kids. We've seen that there is nothing more important than getting the right nutrition to our youngest ones in that sort of first thousand days. That really goes from pregnancy up to the age of, of two or three. And unfortunately, in this part of the world, sub-Saharan Africa, we're looking at around, around only one in eight get the right uh, foods and the right amount, so about one in eight. So they're pretty startling numbers. That's the sort of children around six, six to 24 months. There's good news as well, but about only about one in eight are getting the right foods and the right quantity. And then, of course, as you mentioned at the start, we've had this new problem in parts of the continent and certainly across the world of overweight. Mm-hmm. What are the triple burdens of malnutrition and how do they manifest, especially in Africa? Well, exactly. The triple burdens are essentially that when children are not given the right foods, you get a thing called stunting. And stunting looks like, you know, you can get children who just simply seem too small. But in fact, what's happening there is you are, you are hindering their brain development. So you're hindering their brain development. That's impacting them then, there. That's impacting their future studies. That's impacting their learning opportunities. That's impacting the big, the big picture. That starts impacting, you know, governments. The, the interesting thing with, with what we call this triple burden, where you have a threat of disease and stunting uh, and lifelong impact is that everyone thinks that, you know, all this poor child, but in fact, for example, we know in Africa that, that undernutrition, malnutrition, undernutrition, costs you around 8 to 11%, I'd say 10% of GDP every year. We also know that for every, you know, uh, basically, say, dollar spent, you're getting a return of about 16, or for every, you know, 10 rand spent, you're getting a return of about 160. So there's a real economic cost to getting this right for the youngest members of our communities as well. Mm-hmm. What does UNICEF advocate to fight these alarming high levels of malnutrition, and can the world win this war against poor diets? Yeah, it's a good one. Look, the answer is yes. Unfortunately, there's two major things for those kids who are undernourished. There's two major things. One is that some parents just simply don't know. You know, that they don't know that those the youngest children. Firstly, you must only breastfeed them up to six months of age. It's exclusive breastfeeding. Best food um, a child can possibly get. And after that, getting treating them about four times a day. They've got little stomachs, so they need to be fed four times a day. So there's a bit of information there. But then, of course, there is issues of affordability. You know, many households just can afford maize, um, but then they don't mush it up with anything. And if families, uh, even on the margins, can, can find the basics, you know, an egg, some bread, a bit of fruit, those things, and mush it up and feed it to their children, then they go a long way, a long way, um, tackling, tackling malnutrition. So it is affordability, and that's not easy, but it's about knowing those foods that are available as well and also knowing that, that you, you make such an enormous impact on a child in those first couple of years. That can also mean making sure your little one eats first. You know, a lot of communities, dad eats first, and maybe the, get the baby to eat first, um, dad eats second. James, I thank you so much for your time. That was James Elder, the UNICEF Regional Chief of Communication for Eastern and Southern Africa, speaking to us from Kenya.